welcome to Beyond NI, Northern Ireland's leading political podcast. And that's exactly right. What you needed right now in your life, in the middle of the pandemic, was two white dudes in their 20s starting a podcast. Just what you needed. Um, so <laughs> we're Beyond NI, featuring myself, James Main, and my co-host, Matthew Spires. Very good to be here with those unique ideas, you know, that's what we bring. So we are Beyond NI. We are uh, Northern Ireland's um analytical website so we'll be talking through all of northern ireland's main political parties on a left to right scale so what we'll be doing is ignoring but not dismissing unionist and nationalist ideology and discussing politics through the lens of left-wing and right-wing ideology and to show to the public how really similar or different our parties actually are when you take away the national question so i think we'll start um, on this podcast discussing who we are as such and why we started to do this. Um, so my name is James. Um, I study politics um, at Queen's and then I also went on to study uh, environmental law uh, over in Scotland before coming back to work in Belfast um, to do more work in and out of politics. Uh, what about yourself, Matt? What's, what's your journey so far? Yeah, um, so I was studying in Georgetown, studied politics. Um, and then it kind of just went, after doing that, uh, I just went right into the world of work, just uh, been working three years yeah, now since then. And, uh, well, two years, sorry, since uh, since graduating from uh, university in Georgetown. Yeah. So, yeah, we, politics has really been the, the key part of our of our lives recently. We're both really interested in it, um, in both an international and local basis. Um, and through looking internationally at the rest of the world and how they do politics we sort of took those lessons and tried to apply them here and as and as we become a more globalized society um i think for us in northern ireland we got a bit fed up of um the way it was being operated here and we just really wanted to see a change so this is our our example of trying to change it and make a difference in this part of the world so yeah that's that's who we are um, beyond that, I, you know, born out of that that idea of being fed up with nationalism and unionism, um, when you know we're exposed to so much media from both the Republic and Great Britain on left and right wing ideology, and we always we were always astounded why that was never really brought up here, because while we know it's not the biggest question, there's a lot more depth in politics when you look at it in a left the right way. Um, do you want to add anything to that, Matt, about like why that's more important than always say looking at it through the national um, question? No, yeah, I mean, uh, I think uh, we've talked about it in depth before where I feel like uh, the way that we currently look at that kind of national question, the the unionist and kind of nationalist approaches just become this kind of all-engulfing uh, viewpoint. It's it's kind of the only way a lot of people will look at politics in Northern Ireland, despite the fact that at the end of the day, we have, we, we like any political system, have so many other aspects which don't really actually in any way include like a unionist or nationalist perspective on it you know whenever we're talking about very simple things like you know school children getting lunches for free it, it's not really a nationalist or unionist question we're, we're talking about something that goes i'm not gonna say it goes beyond it but there's so many other ways of looking at it there's a there's a different lens that we need needs to be used and applied and that's kind of just what we want to be doing we want to be kind of looking at northern Irish politics through that kind of different lens show people that even though they, there are still two, obviously these 
unionism and nationalism are still going to be kind of the two most important, probably re- realistically, viewpoints that we have in this country for an awful long time. But at the same time, there's so much el- there's so much other there's so many other things going on, which aren't so as ideologically entrenched in many ways. The, there there are other things which people can actually compromise on if we use those different ways of looking at politics here. And hopefully that's kind of what we're trying to do, just kind of point out where we do find those kind of ideologies on different terms and maybe a right-left spectrum. Yeah, that's it for me, yeah, I guess. And I think, yeah, and I think there's also that, um, you know, there's those outliers in society, which, you know, I think are, maybe are starting to become bigger and bigger. We'll give a little bit of insight into our research so far and we'll broadly say that unionism is more, it's normally rooted in more conservative and right-wing ideology. But where does that leave yeah. unionists who are, who are left? Like, where do they go in this system? How do they feel? Do they feel alienated? It's, it's, it's questions like this we're hoping the answer. And the flip side could be said to, yeah. to nationalists who are obviously a bit more, it could be nationalism is normally quite left-wing in its ideology and sometimes really radical in its left-wing response. Um, if you look at the idea of you know, Sinn Féin and a 32-county socialist republic, you're not going to say that every nationalist is a socialist or left-wing. There's definitely going to be those that are you know, more economically right and even socially a bit more right, especially when you look at the power yeah. the, the Catholic Church uh, has had on this island. I mean, we have a tendency in this country to, to kind of look at groups as kind of monoliths, like the, there's two groups and we just apply kind of blank ideas to each of those groups, just in general. It's a bit yeah, disappointing. And why, while social scientists like to, and why, even as humans, we like to break down society into these clearly definable groups that can help us understand the world a bit better. We don't think that brings a lot of nuance and really adds to the discussion and in many ways stops progress. So really what we're hoping to, to show to everybody here is there could be some common ground on both sides, or you might start questioning your own beliefs of this. And really, and really ask yourself, well, why does my subsection of society or why does that other subsection of society think like this when there's so much evidence to say otherwise? And, you know, hopefully, hopefully we all learn from it ourselves. I think even for me and Matt, uh, going through um, voting records and manifestos and really analyzing where these parties stand, we've, I think even ourselves, you know, we sort of changed our view in a couple of the parties here and also some of our own views. Um, so it's it's been good to see that way, you know. So do you, do you have anything else you want to add to that? Like, we're, we, we are both, you know, small U unionists from reading that. Yeah. Doing all this, how, is, how has this changed any of your views dramatically or even made you realise, like, oh, <laughs> I, I've been thinking wrongly or I've had the wrong view in this party or whatever? Um, I think there's definitely, I'd say there's been maybe like one or two massive kind of things, which I, I think there was a lot of small differences that I saw that I, to what I actually thought. There's a lot of small kind of changes. There's There was definitely like two or three results we got where I was like, um, I never would have guessed. Without doing this research, I never would have guessed that this is the case in these political parties. But in general, most did throw up surprises. They just weren't massive surprises. Most of them were just like kind of getting a better view um, of maybe what we already had in some cases, but in general, uh, I do think I've changed my my standpoint on things, and I probably thought wrongly about some parties at some times. But uh, we'll yeah, obviously but leave that for later podcasts to get into the specifics. But yeah, that's... yeah, 
yeah, it's definitely so true. I think th- I think we'll talk about first is what we've what we've done with this site, um, yeah. and how we've got all this information on our hands. So what we've done is we've uh, taken the manifesto of each party and then assigned it um, a numerical point on a left to right wing scale, and then by going through the whole manifesto and assigning it a left or right wing point, we've taken the average and been able to work out a score of how left wing or how right wing a party is. And the math, the math is pretty basic. Um, you know, it's just it's just assigning those points and getting the average, and that's how you get your answer. And for that, we've been able to get a really yeah, yeah. a really nice left to right wing scale. Um, so there's there's no some there's no real surprises in it, in some regards, but also some as well. Um, obviously people before profit being the most radical left and then DUP slash TUV depending on the day being the most right uh, right wing I think it's TUV in general but yeah definitely <laughs> it's not maybe a million miles apart but yeah TUV's definitely got a good good track record of being a bit more extreme I'd say yeah yeah and we've what we've also done is manifestos while they're pretty good at saying what a party wants to do, what they actually do is another question. And I, we, what we've done is yeah. we've taken the last two assembly terms and uh, we went through all of their voting history, what they voted for, what they voted against. Uh, that one was a bit more difficult, but again, from that, we've assigned left and right wing points to every single one. And we were able to get a left to right scale on every party's voting history. So that gave us some give us some surprising yeah. results as well uh, but yeah that, that's how we've done it and all our information for anybody who wants it we're more than happy enough to show it we're going to be really transparent with this site and to you the audience and um, if you think there's any bias also let us know we want this to be as clear and transparent as possible so that everybody gets the benefit from it so yeah that, that's how we've worked it out matt do you want yeah. to add anything there on, on how on how we did it and any of the problems that maybe came up um, the way? Um, oh, you want to know the problems? I can list off all of them really easily. <laughs> all the problems are very vivid in my mind. We, I suppose one of the things I'll add is we, we do have a centrist component to it where we didn't necessarily say that everything was left or right. There were times where we said things were centrist, which would be either it, it involves something which is too sectarian to put a left or right on because it's influenced too much by sectarian um, belief we felt it's probably not fair to give it a left or right whenever it's a solely sectarian issue. And we've also had centrist issues, which were just issues which just, you know, maybe don't come down to left or right beliefs, things like uh, uh, how the, the very like minutia of how a government should be run and internally, things like that. We, we have kind of seen this like, well, the, these are more centrist. They're not things which you can realistically ascribe to a right-left ideology. Um, but then also... We have done the, we, we do have definitions of right left, which we will provide on the website. Uh, we have very simple definitions. We've given it kind of just like a, uh, maybe reading it on the website might be better, but we've kind of taken it in, in terms of doing a very simple, broad definition that's kind of like a very easy one to apply to nearly everything. But then we've also factored in um, the fact that ideology changes based on time and based on location. So for Northern Ireland, even UK and the Republic, we kind of see it as having somewhat unique forms of left and right in certain issues. Um, so we kind of t- tried to take that 
into effect with it as well and see that we do have slightly unique forms of left and right and try and factor that into our calculations. And at the same time, we've done the same in terms of time period. So we try to take kind of this more modern look at left and right and kind of try to apply it on uh, the voting record and the manifestos by using kind of a more modern take on the left right paradigm. Yeah. Um, but I think that's kind of all I have in terms of, well, I mean, I mean in terms of difficulties, <laughs> what kind of difficulties do you want to talk about, James? Is that... Yeah, I think we we really fought long and hard about our definitions for left and right. And we could have went really specific. Yeah, we did. But then I thought if we go too specific, we'll go nowhere with it. We'll be stuck down in the minutia of, well, is this what the true meaning of left-wing ideology is? Or is this the true meaning of right-wing ideology yeah. is? So we decided, like unionism and nationalism, to just boil it down to a basic point. And while people could say, oh, that, it's too basic, we understand that. But for a broad ideology overview, I think, I think we got it pretty much nailed on the head. And this isn't just... Yeah. Um, I'm oh, sorry. I was just going to say, it wasn't just me and Matt who looked at all this and just said, yeah, well, that's left, that's right. No. We got multitudes of other people to have a look and say, well, what do you think? And 99% of the time for asking quite a few different people from different age groups and different demographics, we all pretty much came to the same conclusion that this is left, centrist or right after a bit of discussion. So we, we feel yeah. pretty strongly that it's pretty bang on the head here. Um, obviously, some yeah. people might say, well, you say this thing's left, but it has right wing undertones or whatever. But that's we can we can do the analysis later on in that, and we can talk more about that. Um, but yeah, I think I think one of the more trickier ones is when we were looking at the Ulster Unionist Party's education policy, which is a single state education system. Which, if you look yeah, at yeah, any yeah, other part yeah. of the world, or any uh, you know single demographic society, you would have said, "Yep, yeah, that's that's pretty left wing." You know, the state controls all the education, but in a place like Northern Ireland, where there's special interest groups and special parts of society that want to educate in their own way you could some people will argue well that's a bit sectarian in its nature or that's you know diminishing our our right to our own education but it was, it was stuff like that which we're more than happy to get to and discuss and really um yeah. debate with everybody uh, about but I, th- I think mostly i think it, 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 it does hit the nail so, sorry james no go on, to... go on it's fine Yes, you were talking about uh, us maybe doing a a too kind of broad idea of ideology or kind of maybe on some issues we were talking about left or right and maybe people will have issue with it. But I think one of the goals of this was we actually want to, we want to actually do something about it. We wanted to come out with like an actual product and not just necessarily a product, but we want to come out with like a, something to show, something that actually touched, which is actually distributable um, to people for people to actually look at and understand. So while I understand why people might have issues with maybe the specifics of what we've done, we're not claiming to have like necessarily a perfect system. <laughs> we're we're kind of more out here trying to contribute to a debate, trying to contribute to like a an, an idea of politics the way we maybe would quite like it to go instead of the way which maybe kind of it is. So while I, I obviously yeah. like, understand why people might have issues with the with the way we're doing it, we feel like it's more just kind of like starting a discussion rather than um, bringing like kind of a perfect argument forward for uh, the way things should be done. We're, we're just trying to make kind of a, a statement here. We're trying to say something. 
Yeah, while people might be able to go, oh, well, yeah, it was obvious that unionism is more right than nationalism or left. It's good to see why that is so and see the specifics of it and engage with it. And then also bring in that question of, well, why is this side always uh, right or why is this side always left? And it's just to help open that debate and open that idea and maybe ask those questions like, well, in the case of United Ireland, then where does that right wing unionist vote go? Or will they feel less confined by right wing shackles of unionism to then maybe go vote left and vote for the likes of, I don't know, Fianna Foil or the Greens or whoever it would be in that case? So I, f- I think there's some really interesting questions that could be brought up. Uh, can be brought up when talking about this part of the world when we define it on a left or right scale. And I also think um, for the younger generation as well, especially for, um, and I think maybe this is my own bias, but for younger unionists who don't, who you know, go to uni and normally seem tend to be a bit more left wing in their outlook in the world. Yeah. Where do they go? What happens to them? And then obviously for those nationalists who, you know, go to university, they study the likes of business, economics, and they might think, oh, well, I might want to unite Ireland, but I don't want it to the way, maybe in the way that Sinn Féin proposed it, or maybe the way the SDLP proposed it, I, in this very broad sense, very lefty, quasi-socialist way. Yeah. And how do those constructive arguments come up here in the North or in Northern Ireland? Yeah. And I, mean, I, think, I think looking at a left and right way helps discuss those issues in a better light. Yeah. Uh, I feel like Northern Ireland has like the... Or not, not, I mean, outside Northern Ireland, you kind of have this kind of neoliberal way of looking at elections where demographics are broken down and you figure out what demographics are going to vote for you. And you kind of go out and you campaign depending on you know, various kind of aspects of an area. While with Northern Ireland, I feel like there's kind of more of an idea of like, hey, yeah, we go for unionists, they go for nationalists. And then maybe maybe in the DUP versus UUP and like SDLP versus uh, Sinn Féin, there's kind of more of an idea of like, okay, let's try and figure out our demographics. But I feel like we're kind of lagging behind in the kind of idea of how many people we're possibly leaving behind in our politics. Um, in terms yeah. of, how, you know, certain like interest groups within or stakeholders within our society who don't get maybe the time of day as much just because they don't fall quite as easily into some categories. Or not that they don't fall as easily. They probably do fall into those categories, but in their actual interests, like in their, what they actually want, they don't actually have someone who stands for them in other areas that are outside kind of the national question. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And we could argue that the, you know, that breaking down of that unionism and nationalism has probably been manifested within the Alliance Party to some degree. And that their rise, especially within the last two elections. But then again, while you might vote for Alliance because you're sick of unionism or nationalism, in some regards, in other areas, you might think, well, I still think that way. Yeah. So again, that left and right scale really helps, you know, show the ideas of those parties and how they really think. Because yeah. I think that if we look at the media coverage of Stormont, it's always very, DUP did this, Sinn Féin did that. It's an issue regarding the past, legacy, unionism or nationalism, the national question, Brexit. So. It would be nice, definitely, to help bring the argument to issues that more so affect us on a day to day. We're not, again, we're not trying to chuck out unionism or nationalism. They're very important ideologies that we want to also discuss within this um, 
within this site yeah. and podcast. But it's it's just trying to maybe bring something a bit different to the table. No, yeah, I mean, there's a question of like, do people know what they're actually voting for when they vote for a party outside of the national question as well? Like, what what are you voting for when you vote for Alliance? You're voting for, for, for a lot of people, that's a protest vote. For a lot of people, that's just voting outside of the kind of usual boundaries of what their parents might vote, vote for. Um, but then at the same time, well, you still have given someone your vote. What have you actually given? Well, what are you standing for whenever you vote for the Alliance Party? What, what kind of ideas do you stand for? I feel like people have maybe a general idea, a very general idea of things like the DUP and Sinn Féin and SDLP and Alliance and UP, like what they're maybe voting for in a broader term. But do they know the kind of specifics? Do they know how they've actually voted in, par- in Stormont? Um, that's something which we would kind of like to get into as well, like the kind of actual standpoints of parties on maybe even more specific issues than just kind of, you know, NHS and that kind of very generalistic way of looking at politics, maybe which we get into here. Yeah, and I think uh, maybe this will be one of our final points for tonight. We're really going to, over the next few weeks, we're going to really dig into party manifestos, party record voting, particular issues and what each party says about them. So the likes of healthcare, transport, um, you know, uh, what else, infrastructure. The main things that really affect us on a day-to-day, yeah. how do these parties genuinely think or how do they say they think, but how do they act, which is going to be really interesting to dig into. And we're also hoping in the next following weeks, get a couple of good guests on, a couple of local politicians, councillors, um, community group members, and just really hash out some ideas on what's what's happening here and what people would like to see here, regardless of the national question, regardless of their unionist, regardless of their nationalist, regardless of their other, what are the key policy and political points that they want to see here? And I think that'll be fantastic to, to hear from those people. Yeah, I completely agree. I think whenever you look at like interviews in Northern Ireland, whenever you look at how people kind of approach the the interview process of inter- interviewing political figures, uh, it's a very stagnant conversation. It, it doesn't really produce much in terms of the new ideas or creativity or thought outside of the normal convention, but we kind of want to be talking to people who are quite interested in politics here. We want to be talking to people about things that are maybe more interesting than just kind of what do you think about, you know, <laughs> United Ireland or what do you think about the union? It, it's just not something yeah, we need to get into with people. And definitely we'll hear unionists and nationalist politicians say, well, in a all Ireland context or in yeah. an all UK context, we think this. We can still apply it to this part of the world and hear out those ideas and hash it out and engage with it critically, not always on the on the unionist or nationalist sense, but even just on a left to right sense and look at other countries and how they do it and just take those ideas and clear it out. And while there might be while there will be unionist nationalist critique and analyst of it, we will welcome that. But let's not get bogged down on it. No. That's really what we're we're getting down to it uh, at the end of the day. Yeah, so I think I think I think I really hopefully this podcast has introduced you to who we are, what we want to do, what we've done, and hopefully you'll be excited for the next few weeks about what we're going to be bringing up on our schedule. And always keep an eye on all our social media platforms. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn for you business people. But my God, why would you want to? (laughs) (laughs) And uh, yeah, keep stay tuned to the podcast. Subscribe to it on whatever whatever you normally get your podcasts on and 
hopefully every week we'll we'll learn a little bit and learn something different. So until till next week, I've been James Mayhem. Matthew Spires here. This is being beyond NI. Have a good night. <laughs>